Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Hey, if you got your Bibles with you, let's turn to Luke 2. And uh, we're going to start there and uh, share a message with you tonight. If you've been here on Sundays, we've been talking about the Christmas story, and I want to talk about it as well tonight, but maybe from a different perspective as we have talked about it. But uh, let's just acknowledge the kids again for how good a job they did. Come on, can we give it up for them? I know some of them are still in here. Some of them are in the back right now. But they just did a fantastic job. And uh, that was awesome. And I was impressed. They didn't get too shy. They sang out. I was wondering if some of them, if they were going to sing out. But they sang out. They jumped around. They looked more Pentecostal than you guys do on a Sunday morning. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, we, we needed that church. We needed those impartations from them. So uh, we're going to start in Luke chapter 2. I know this is a Christmas service, but, but I preach, and, and I, I appreciate responsiveness in my services. Uh, I don't like uptight religious services. I, I need response, and you get more when you respond more to the service. So uh, don't feel shy just because we're in a Christmas atmosphere, like, oh, I can't speak, I can't say anything. No, uh, you need that. It's good for you. So we're going to start here in Luke Uh, Chapter 2, verse 8, and it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings, or good news, of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Anybody remember find the babe? Serious? You still believing for that babe? 2022 is not over. I'm just saying. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, notice what did they say? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. So if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message is The Greatest Gift. The Greatest Gift. Now, I was thinking about this, and you don't need to say it out loud, but just think in your mind, what is the best and greatest gift you ever received at Christmas? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention a few of them. It's probably going to hit a little close to home for some of you in here, but you know, for people that are a little more old school, probably like the greatest gift you got was one of those like Susie Homemaker Kitchens that easy bake oven and that's what you wanted for months and months and months and you unwrapped it. It was a simpler time guys before we had to buy what we buy for kids today. Uh, That's all you you got for Christmas was the easy bake oven and your Christmas was made or some of you guys, it was a fire truck or the red wagon. Now when, uh, when I was younger and Jessica was younger, there was two significant events and mom would always remind us of this story these were like the hot toys in the year that we were younger. So for Jessica, it was Cabbage Patch dolls. Anybody remember Cabbage Patch dolls? And mom would always tell the story that it was those Cabbage Patch dolls that she went out in the snow and she walked 25 miles barefoot and found it at the last Kmart. That dates you a little bit too, Kmart. 
Rest in peace, Kmart. They're no longer in existence. And she found the last Cabbage Patch doll and then brought it to Jessica. And it was the best Christmas ever. And, and that made her Christmas. So that's probably stuck in Jessica's brain as one of the best Christmas gifts she ever got was that Cabbage Patch doll. And mom never let us forget all the hard work she did because she, she liked Christmas because it was, like, was kind of like a prize to see the best gift she could get. Now, for me, it was Star Wars toys. There was one year that all the toys were selling out, and she found these couple rare Star Wars toys at like the back of a Target, like somebody had thrown it in a back alley, and she, and she got them, and she found these Star Wars toys for me, and she never let me forget it, because that was one of the greatest gifts I ever got. But some of you in here, I know that there is some great gifts you've gotten at Christmas. One of the best gifts I ever got was a Martin John Mayer signature acoustic guitar. That was one of the best gifts I ever got. Now, I know some of you are thinking, because you watch the commercials, you're like, you see the car commercials too with like Lexus, and there's a bow on the Lexus. You're like, what families are these? Can we get to know these families? Who the heck is giving out Lexuses with bows on Christmas morning, and no one is just noticing this Lexus driving down the road with a bow on it? But if you are those people, please come talk to me after service because I want to get to know your type of family. Because that sounds like a fun family to be in if you guys are just giving Lexuses to each other with bows on it. But that's a great gift. Now, ultimately, uh, my greatest gift in life is my daughter who's on the front row uh, who was born 10 years ago, Natalie Hope Jacobs. So she is the greatest gift I've ever received. But I was thinking about what is a good gift? What is the best gift you've ever gotten for Christmas. Now, a lot of us are thinking a lot of different things, and we're feeling a lot of different ways, but what is the best gift you ever got for Christmas? Well, Jesus is the greatest gift. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. And uh, I was thinking about uh, another thing pertaining to gifts. Um, I don't know if you saw this, a, ch a church down the road, their church sign said, this is what you can give for Christmas, a lot less attitude. Did you see that sign? That pastor has done had it. He is fed up, y'all. If he's putting that kind of stuff on a Christmas sign, he's lost it. That congregation's in for it. Try giving less attitude for Christmas 2022. Let's, hey, thank God you don't go to a church that has a church sign like that. But that's all what that pastor wanted for Christmas. That's the gift he wanted was less attitude from his congregation. Trust me, I feel that. Sometimes I feel like I want that too. But Jesus is the greatest gift. And that's what I want to share about today because no matter how amazing your parents were, your grandparents were, or whoever gave you the best gift that you've ever received for Christmas, there is a gift that supersedes all other gifts, and it's the gift of Jesus. That's the reason we're celebrating Christmas is the greatest gift. Now, we got to understand this. Why do we want what we want and why do we ask for what we ask for at Christmas? Why do, we, why do we want that? Well, the thing is with our desires, there's always deeper desires behind the desires. Now, you got to understand this. The thing is not the thing. You're thinking, Pastor, that's it? That's your message tonight? Yeah, that's it. No, the thing we really ask for and want is not really the thing we want. It's the thing beneath that is what we want. 
Anytime we ask for a gift or we ask for something from somebody, we're wanting things that are a lot deeper than a car, a lot deeper than a guitar, a lot deeper than, than a new house, a lot deeper than new clothes, a lot deeper than a gold ring, a lot deeper than those things. The thing beneath the thing is really the thing, and that's why we want what we want in life. Now, we appreciate gifts, and I appreciate gifts, but the older I have gotten, let me just speak for myself, the more material things mean less and less. Maybe that's just me. I appreciate it, and I appreciate people in this church have given me gifts. My family's given me gifts, but the older I get, the material things mean less and less. Why? Because my desires are a lot deeper than those superficial things. And yours are too, even if you can't name it, even if you don't know that's where the desire is, the desires are a lot deeper than I just want this, or I just want this with my life, or I just want a relationship, or I just want new clothes, or I just want that painting, or I just want that book, or I just want that new iPhone. No, your desires are much deeper than that, but you think getting that will meet those deeper desires, and it doesn't. Anytime we want stuff in life, there's always a deeper desire attached to it. The thing's not the thing. The thing beneath the thing is the thing. But the gifts we want are all pointing to deeper desires. Because if somebody asked me what I want for Christmas, what I really want for Christmas, I couldn't tell you. That's why it's super hard to shop for me. Why? Because the older I've gotten, the more I realize I don't care about that stuff anymore. And I think for most of us in here, we feel the same exact way because we realize we desire things that money can't buy. Am I in the right church? That's what you really desire. Now, you can tell your family you want this and that and that and that, but you really want something deeper than that. If somebody really asked me what I want for Christmas 2022, you know what I'd say? Stuff like peace, strength, hope faith, joy, rest, stuff that you can't buy on Amazon Prime, stuff that you can't get at the mall. It's a deeper issue. And I think we can all say the same thing. We appreciate gifts, but that will never meet the deeper desire you have. Only the greatest gift can meet that desire. Now, are you with me tonight? We all have these desires, but the good news is Jesus coming to earth, which is what we're celebrating at Christmas time. He is the greatest gift because he is the fulfillment of all the things that money can't buy, of all the things we really want, of all the things we really desire, of all the things you don't tell anybody and you go to bed and you think about at night and you go, I wish I had more of this. I can't purchase it. I don't know where to get it. Jesus is the fulfillment and the greatest gift because in Jesus is all those things that you really want. The deeper desires, the deeper places, the deeper thoughts, the deeper feelings, the things that you really want that you can't ask your family for because they can't give it to you. And your friends can't give it to you. And guess what? Your husband or wife can't even give it to you. And your kids can't give it to you. But Jesus, the greatest gift, can give it to you. I'm preaching so far in this church, if you're here tonight. Jesus is the greatest gift. Now let's look at John 3, 16 and 17, very familiar verse in the Passion Translation. It says, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. 
We're talking about Jesus, the greatest gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. Verse 17, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. That's the greatest gift. That's what we really desire. And God gave his son as the greatest gift. But the thing with all of us in here is we try to get other gifts to meet that desire, and it never does. No matter how much you ask for, no matter how much you get, it always returns you empty. Now, that's the greatest human frustration that all of us have. Not just all of you guys, but everyone on the planet. The greatest frustration that human beings have is they're trying to meet that need with all these gifts, and it never quite does it. Because it's not actually what they really want. Their desires are much more deeper than a new phone, a new car, a new house, a new husband, a new wife. It's deeper than an iPhone. It's deeper than new golf clubs. It's, neat. it's deeper than a new purse. It's deeper than jewelry. And that's the greatest frustration in all humans. Why are we so frustrated? Because you're trying to meet that need with other things that are not the greatest gift. And we're in one big cycle. Ecclesiastes says that there's nothing new under the sun. We've been doing this for generation after generation after generation. And one generation has to say after they lived their life, it wasn't it. And then we don't believe them because we're idiots. And we try to do the same thing. And then we tell the next generation, yeah, it wasn't it. And then we could have read Ecclesiastes. It was written thousands of years ago and figured it out. It's not it. Are you with me? Because we're trying to meet that need, that deeper desire with superficial things, with gifts, when Jesus is the greatest gift. And it's like this, because we're trying to meet, hear me, an infinite desire with finite gifts. So you're just going to keep throwing things into that infinite gaping hole and nothing is ever going to fulfill it because it's an infinite desire and you're trying to fill it with finite things, including relationships, money, career. It's all finite, but the desire you have on the inside of you is infinite. That's why only Jesus can fill it. Now, I love this. C.S. Lewis said this. Great thinker, he said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And all of us feel that tension. Why? Because we're made for an infinite desire and we're trying to fill it with finite things. But Jesus is the greatest gift. And I want to share about once we receive Jesus into our lives and into our hearts and into our mind and our thoughts and receive what he's done for us receive him there's things that he brings on into our life that we need that meet those needs to those desires because when you get him you get the fulfillment of all those things when you get him you get all those things you've been looking for when you get him you get those deeper desires all met but they're met in Jesus the greatest gift so let's look back at this Christmas story. Are you still with me? Yeah. Luke 2, in verse 10, says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings or good news 
of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with an angel, angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Now, if you're reading this, the angel appeared and he said, there's good news. Good news. Now, uh, Rick Renner's translation is the angel said, this is the greatest news you've ever heard. And I would say yes and amen to that because when Jesus came, that's the greatest news that we have ever heard. And trust me, when you really hear about the real Jesus, come on, help me tonight. When you hear about what he really is like and what he's really done and not a religious Jesus, but the real Jesus, you will say the same thing. That is the greatest news I've ever heard. When you hear about the real Jesus, now we, a lot of times we hear about religion and a lot of other junk that's not Jesus and you're like, eh. Not the best news. I'm okay with not hearing that again. But when you hear about the real Jesus, it will be the same response as the angel said. This is good news. And not just to uh, one person or a group of people, to all people. And there's going to bring great joy. I love that. This is the greatest news you've ever heard. Jesus is the greatest gift. But when you get him... You get all the things that you really need, those deeper desires. I'm going to talk about three of them tonight before we close. The first thing is righteousness. Now, I know righteousness, when I say righteousness, a lot of people are like, I don't know what that means exactly. That's a very church word. But when we get Jesus, we receive him. He's the greatest gift. And one of the gifts he gives us is righteousness. Now we could say righteousness is being made right. It's being made whole. And realize when we get Jesus, we're made right with God. We're made right with each other and we're made right with ourselves. Now here's the problem with all of us. Sin has broken us. Sin has disconnected us from life and we need to be made right again. We need to be made whole again. And that's what happened all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve sinned, God had formed them, but then sin deformed them. God had created them, but then sin decreated them. God is the one who restores and revives and gives life, but sin had ruined them. And we all are still feeling that same thing today. That's why we need to be made right or righteous because we can feel that in ourselves, in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, that we're not quite right. Now, you don't have to have a therapist tell you you're not quite right to know you're not quite right. Let's be honest about ourselves. Now, we're awesome and, you know, you got a lot of great traits about you, but we're all not quite right. Don't look at your neighbor too hard because some of you are staring at your neighbor right now. We all need to be made right and we need to be made whole. We all know that. But sin has broken us. It has changed us. It has deformed us. And one of the definitions of sin in the Bible is missing the mark. When we sin, we're not what we should be. When we sin, 
we are not being like the way we were created in the garden, in the image and likeness of God. And when we're made right, I'm about to preach. We are restored back to being fully human. To being fully in the image of likeness in God. Being restored back to being a son and daughter of God. But Jesus had to come to do that. Because you and I could not do that ourselves. Somebody had to come make us right and whole again. Are you with me, church family? Can I get amen in this house? We got to be made righteous. We got to be made right again. We got to be made whole again. When we get Jesus, that's what he came to do. To make us right and whole again. Because of all the damage that sin has done to all of us. The sin we were born into and the sin we've done ourselves. It makes us less of who we're really called to be as sons and daughters of God. God has formed us but sin has deformed us. So somebody's going to have to do something to transform us. And that's what Jesus came to do. We all know something's wrong. Now, even the best athlete, the best model, they're not perfect. And they know that about their body. We could say and look at people that are beautiful and say they're perfect. No, they're not. They know. There's a mole somewhere. There's a tooth kind of crooked. There's a zit over here. We all know we're not perfect. There's something even with our physical bodies. None of us are fully right and whole. None of us, even healthy ones. Mentally, we know that. We're, we could be smart. We could be educated. We could have a lot of great mental health and, and be super good mentally. But still at the same time, we're not fully whole. Right. We have days that we're not fully right. And more importantly, in our heart, we know that. Some days we're loving and kind and we're living just like Jesus. And other days, we hate people. <laughs> we honk at people. We flick people off. We cuss at people. Because we're all still a work in progress. We know we're not fully right and whole. Are you with me? You guys are looking at me like I'm the only one. <laughs> now, we all know that. No preacher had to tell you that. No book had to tell you that. You know that because you know yourself. You know that you're not fully right and whole. The good news is Jesus came to make us right and whole and restore us back. And that's what the Bible calls righteousness, to make us right again. Romans 5.17 says it like this. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin in death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Notice it says, but God's gift of righteousness. It's a gift. And we receive that gift through Jesus, the greatest gift. The next thing I want to share with you is joy. In Luke 2 and verse 10, the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great Joy, which will be to all people. Joy. Now, joy is what we all need. It's what we all want. It's what we definitely need after the past few years, right? Do people on Facebook need joy right now? 
Oh, gosh. And they need demons cast out immediately as well. Joy. And it says, at the arrival of Jesus, the greatest gift, that there would be great joy. Now, joy, we realize, is, is different from happiness because happiness is based off your circumstances. It's based off your happenstance. But joy is so much deeper that, that Jesus came, and not only does he make you righteous, right, and whole again, but he gives you a joy that's on the inside of you that's, that's different than the circumstances around you. And I, and I know from my own life, I've seen it in people's life who have went through way more than you and I have went through. And the greatest witness is the joy that they walk in. Because I've seen them go through horrific things and hard things and traumatic things, and they're still joyful. What is that? That's not natural. That's supernatural. Because God has done that with the greatest gift of Jesus. How can those people be so joyful and you're not joyful because you got cut off in traffic? Because they're tapping into the greatest gift. They're tapping into something deeper. And that's the joy that Jesus brings. And that's one of the greatest witnesses I've ever seen is when we're joy filled and we can be that way because of Jesus, the greatest gift. Look what John 15, 11 says in the Amplified. I have told you these things. This is Jesus so that my joy and delight may be in you. Notice, my joy, Jesus' joy said, that may it be in you, and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. That's what Jesus came to bring as the greatest gift, that he would give us his joy, and that it would be complete and full and overflowing. Now, when I say joy, that doesn't mean you're just this fakey, smiley Christian. Because there's a lot of those that are really depressed. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a real genuine joy despite your circumstances. Because you have the greatest gift. And if you have him, you have everything you need. Because he's the greatest gift. We can be joy filled because Jesus said when he came, the greatest gift, that it was a sign of great joy for all people. In the Gospels, he spoke and said, it's my joy I'm going to give to you that it would be full and overflowing once you've received me, the greatest gift. And that you can tap into something that's deeper than your circumstances. Isn't that what we all want? Something that's greater than the trials and tests we go through. And we can have that because of him. Once again, not this fake, ooey-gooey, smiley I love Jesus and I'm super happy and I'm pumped. Like, no, you're just on caffeine. It can be confused with the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about a real genuine joy. And that comes through the greatest gift. Now, last thing I want to talk about is peace. I'm going to ask Steve to come up and play for me as we close. Jesus said that he would give us his peace. When we receive the greatest gift, we get righteousness, made right and whole. We get his joy, and we get his peace. Look what it says in Luke 2, 13 and 14 in this Christmas story. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Peace 
peace on earth. Now, peace on earth does not mean that there's never going to be a war again. Peace on earth does not mean people are going to stop fighting. Peace on earth means in you, you're going to have God's peace. No matter what war is going on, no matter what's happening on the news, no matter how the inflation is, no matter what's happening around you, you can have God's peace on earth because you have the greatest gift. And this is a peace just like joy despite the country you live in, the family you're from, the people you work with, the surroundings around you, that there's this peace that is an inner calm and settleness. The Bible calls it the peace of God. And the peace of God is not the absence of storms or trials in our life, but it's the presence of God. Just like Jesus was with the disciples on that lake and there was a great storm and all the disciples started freaking out. They started saying, we're going to die. Do you not care? And Jesus said, peace, be still. We're living there right now in the world we live in. Just like the disciples were wave after wave after wave of storms, both with disease and racial tensions and the economy and wars and all sorts of things. And we're just like those disciples. But peace is not the absence of storms. It's the presence of God in the storm. That we can have the peace of God in our hearts and in our minds. Now, I talk a lot about mental health and Last week, I talked a lot about uh, mental health, or the other week about hope. And I'm not against medication if you need it. But recently, I saw a commercial, and it made me sad because uh, it was about, you know, some medication that could help people that were depressed or anxious. And I'm not against that. There's been times in my life I felt like I needed that. But the commercial at the end of it was like somebody giving a testimony and how they got on this medication and it said, this is peace, this is joy. And I get what they were saying because they don't know the real peace and real joy. No, what they have is relief. Are you here tonight? I'm not against that. People need that. I've been there where I felt like I needed it. But don't equate medication with peace and joy that's relief that's not peace and joy peace and joy is much deeper than your brain chemistry peace and joy is much different than what medication could give you what a bottle could give you what sex could give you what money could give you what a new house could give you what education could give you no peace and joy is way deeper than a pill and I'm not against that if you need that I've been there myself but you only get the greatest gift. And one of those gifts when you get Jesus is his joy, his peace. That's way deeper than what's happening in your physical body or even your mind. And that's the kind of peace that God said that we can have because of this greatest gift that we're celebrating during Christmas. When we get him, we get all the deeper desires that we're really looking for. The peace of God. I love this verse, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 
He says, don't worry about anything. He said, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for what all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace. But notice what God's peace is like, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring. Peace that passes what your mind could go and deal with. Peace that passes what your body could deal with. Peace that passes what you could experience. And that peace, once you receive Jesus, the greatest gift, can guard your heart and your mind. Now, we need that in the time and day we live. But we get that peace of God through the greatest gift, Jesus. That's one of the main reasons he came. Why did he come? The angel said he came to make us right and whole. He came to give us joy, and that message is great joy and good news. And it said he came because he wants peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Look at what Jesus said in John 14, 27. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Once again, his peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear. Or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. But Jesus said, I leave you the gift of my peace. My perfect peace. Now, tonight I want you to know that through the greatest gift, we can receive all these things. And it's a process for all of us. Once you receive Jesus into your life, you might say, well, I don't feel righteousness, peace, and joy right now. Well, you got to learn about it you got to understand it, and the more that salvation works out of you of what you receive, the more you will experience it. The more you spend time with the greatest gift, the more you will experience it. And that righteousness, joy, and peace will be so much greater than any gift you've ever received. I love in Romans it says, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking. That's what we're about to do and do a lot of, right? But it says the kingdom of God is not in eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what God came to give us through his son, Jesus. So if I could for just a second before we dismiss and go outside and see some animals here and see baby Jesus. I heard baby Jesus was here. Did you hear that? We must have special privileges at church that we got baby Jesus in the flesh. But we got Joseph, Mary, and Jesus out there and some animals, which is pretty incredible. But I want to pray for you guys for a second. Just with uh, every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment. If you, you're saying tonight, Pastor, that's for me. I, I need that. And uh, I'm desiring that. And, and I want a new start tonight. And I want a fresh start. And I know I need these things in my life. That's what I really want. I want to be right again. I want to be whole again. I want that joy and peace you're talking about. Well, trust me, you're not going to get it in a present at Christmas. You're not going to get it through anything else but Jesus, the greatest gift. And that could start tonight for you. So if that's you, nobody looking around, and we're going to pray a prayer together as a church. I just want to say a prayer. If that's you tonight, could you just lift your hand? Nobody looking around. Nobody's trying to embarrass you. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's pray this because I see several hands tonight. Let's just pray this as a church family. No one left out. Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, for bringing him to this earth. I receive him, the greatest gift. Come into my life. Make me whole. Make me a new person. Give me a fresh start. Forgive me of all my sins. I want that righteousness. I want that joy. I want that peace. And in you, I believe tonight, I have that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, can we rejoice for a second? Can we just stand up for a moment? And we'll dismiss you tonight. Let me pray over you as a church family. We're going to celebrate this Christmas season over the next week. Let me pray this over you. I know you're going to be, some of you traveling, some of you are going to family, events, friends, wherever you're at, let me pray this over you. And if you receive this, Father, we just thank you tonight over everyone in this place. I pray that your peace and joy and your presence be upon everyone in this place, that they would have a great Christmas, that you would speak to them and that you would help them and that you would be changing their hearts and their minds right now. That, Father, that you would do a work on the inside of them that, that nothing on the outside can do. And, Father, we thank you for that tonight. I, I pray that your blessings and your peace and your wholeness be upon every family and every individual in this place. Father, we thank you because of what you've done, no matter the circumstances around us or the pain or the heartache we've been through, that, that we can have a new start and a fresh start tonight because of the greatest gift in you. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you tonight that your peace would be upon us, that your joy would come in us and through us, and not that the world gives, but that you've given to us and that we would feel that sense of rightness and wholeness again because of you, because of your gift. We love you tonight. We thank you for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.